I ran Michigan. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete burnout. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking dudes on my team. You just got nuked. I just them. I just them, we'll see. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode Cody CC of Elite Suns Brain. As always, I am Viata, and I am joined by the incredible, wonderful, hilarious Twitter user known as at Erickson's Burner. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay, but not great. Because, unfortunately, I do tie my well-being to the success of the Ottawa Senators Hockey Club. And, unfortunately, for any of our listeners who don't pay close attention to the Sens, we have terrible news to report, which is that the Sens are once again bad. Yeah, the dream is dead. It's over. We were happy for, like, a, a week and a half ish and they ended it for us was it a week and a half I think it was just one week to be honest oh I know even worse I was like trying to be charitable because I was like surely it was more than one week but no it's so funny because like last episode oh my god such a high note right we were like they're gonna make the playoffs like they got chicken like it's all falling into place and it did not like it kind of fell off the rails a little bit um, we had one great game we had the columbus game they they showed up for pride night and then that was it and then they were just like that's enough hockey for this season yeah which is so funny because that's the game where everyone chanted like we want playoffs and it's like they like got like nervous they were like oh god no we're not ready for it let's start playing very very bad yeah and like I understand it on some level. Like, I'm sure they did get very nervous. The expectations were too much. Or maybe they just hate their fans and said, you want playoffs? Fuck you. We don't. (laughs) Maybe they had vacations already booked. Oh, that's actually so true. I, okay, I think someone, I don't know who, was like, oh, we haven't even, like, booked vacation yet. And then it's like, I wonder if, like, they got, like, an email of, like, the early bird deals, like, are going to end soon. And they were like, okay, whatever. Like, we better just do it now. Like, we don't have faith. (laughs) Like, they kind of had faith, but then, like, the vacation faith went out. I don't know. Yeah, it's been very bad. It's also, like, I don't know about you. I guess this is bad to admit to on, like, an Ottawa Senators uh, podcast. I've not been watching a ton of the games just because, like... I watch, and then as soon as they go down one nothing, I'm like, it's over. Like, they're not going to win. So then I just turn it off. Um, so that might be bad to admit. Sorry, guys. But also, like, you should do the same. It's not been good recently. Don't watch these games. Yeah. And I have a personal rule against canceling plans to watch the Ottawa Senators. And, you know, not to, not to brag, not to, um, you know be super cool on this podcast but guys I actually kind of have a life this year and so I have several on several occasions uh not watch the Sens last night for example they played the Leafs and I did not watch and apparently it was a good game but they still lost so like really who's the real winner here you know I I won because I didn't have to go through that emotional roller coaster I did unfortunately stay up for all the late games because I didn't have an excuse not to watch and that was really bad I really hated doing that but yeah would recommend making plans while the Sens play and just freeing yourself from the obligation to yeah, watch that's every a good, game. Like, life hack. That's a very good life hack. Just like when the Sens are bad, get a life. That's that's the life hack that we're offering you today. Um, yeah, I sadly, I don't even think I have a life. I was just like, the Sens make me sad. So I'm not going to watch. Um, I did watch last, so yeah, last night they played the Leafs. They sadly lost in a shootout. I did not watch until... Um, overtime because I was like they're gonna lose but then for overtime for some reason I was like wait no like they're gonna win and then they absolutely didn't and it was upsetting to me because then again I mentioned this now twice on this podcast and we're only five episodes in people were like oh and even like the Sens paid Matt Murray for that win because Matt Murray was in net and the Sens like are paying him part of the salary and it's so annoying stop doing that it's very like an effective tactic at like pissing me off and I guess like that's the goal is just like annoy sense fans 
please stop. It's so annoying. I can't. I, we've said this before, but I cannot wait until the Suns pay Matt Murray to lose in the playoffs. But yeah, personally, another life hack for me is when the Suns are bad, spend less time on Twitter. I try to only be fun and positive on Twitter. And when everybody is getting angry, I always feel the urge to post and be really angry. And I always, I'm actually pretty good at resisting that urge. And maybe this is bad for me to admit publicly, but I think this is like a call out for some of you. I have a Twitter list. It's private. You can't see what's on it. You can't see if you're on it or not, but it's a Twitter list of accounts that I mute every time the sends go into a losing streak and then unmute whenever they start winning again. And so all of our listeners, I want you to look deep inside yourselves and ask yourself, am I one of these people who gets muted every time the sends start losing? And if you are, if you think you might be, I'm not going to say who's on the list. I, I, I will not tell anyone if they're on the list or not, but think about that and think about how you can get yourself off the list. And if you are also annoyed about what people say on Twitter when the Sens are losing, because this genuinely like upsets me so much. Like I genuinely get so upset when people are being all negative on Twitter. It, it like gets to me. And anyways, if you relate to that, I would recommend also implementing that strategy. Because also if you put everyone in a list, it's really easy to have a list of like who you need to unmute when the Sens start winning again. That's literally the best life hack ever whenever people are very like oh whatever like trade Shabbat you know or stupid stuff like like that's actually the dumbest take ever we'll get to that but like whenever people say stupid stuff like that I literally just like I don't have a list and I just see it I just like mute them but like I like you know how like for example like hanging up the phone now is like less impactful because no one has a flip phone anymore so it's like you just like angrily like press a button if you're mad at someone and hanging up on them it's like I have to do that for the mute because it's like it's literally just a click so it's like not that impactful so I just like tap it so hard like (laughs) I'm so mad I'm like angrily muting you um so yeah that's that's the threat of this episode is that if you're annoying wrong sentence twitter when the sons are losing you will be muted by us i've not blocked anyone for it though because i feel like that's kind of excessive but like we might get there more trade shabbat tweets and like you're getting blocked oh the urge to block has definitely been very strong for me i am also very liberal with the block button um anyone who is mean to my friends on twitter like i you don't even have to say anything mean to me if you're being weird in the replies to a tweet i'm like block 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 you do not get to be part of my community so that that thread is always there and so far i have not blocked any for posting about how they think Thomas Shabbat should be traded but just know that the urge is very strong for me to do that in fact I also considered taking a page out of the Sens dipshits book if you don't follow the Sens dipshit on Twitter he's great shout out to the Sens dipshit but a while ago he started a Twitter list that was just Zaitsev haters and he only added two people to that list he kind of like forgot about it after a while but I thought maybe I should create a list that's just Shabbat haters. But then the thing is, am I comparing Shabbat to Zaitsev in that case? Like the whole point of that was the bit of pretending that Zaitsev is good. And Shabbat is actually good, you guys. Yeah, like it's like you can barely even do a bit about it because it's just like a bad take. Like it's just like stop having that take. Also for blocking people, I don't block people very much. If you're blocked by me, first of all, that's funny that you're listening to this podcast. That's like a good way to evade a block. It's just like (laughs) listen to my voice instead. Um, But uh, I... (laughs) at the beginning of the season when the Suns like you remember when like they were kind of bad or no when they were very bad in November um I was so frustrated I started just blocking the teams that they lost to so now sometimes I'll like see a tweet like see someone like quote tweeting a tweet and be like what is this like why can't I see it because like Twitter will not show you if you block them and it's like the Seattle Kraken and I'm like oh okay I guess they lost to the Seattle Kraken very badly at some point. So yeah, I just have like, I think I have like 10 NHL team accounts blocked just because they beat the Sens. And I was like, fuck you. Another another great life hack for using Twitter.com. Yeah, I like, yeah, our life hacks are literally just like use the mute and block button. <laughs> They're very useful. Yeah, so I guess we kind of... I, it like, it, I guess we kind of discussed like the issues with the Sens are that they're bad now. Um, 
And the, uh, and the issue with Sen's Twitter is that they have bad takes and want to trade Thomas Shabbat and Alex Dabrinkit at all times. It's like, why would we do that? Let's like talk about this. Okay, yeah, let's trade Alex Dabrinkit. Okay, you know what you immediately do? Oh no, we need a Dabrinkit type player now to fill the hole. Like, okay, why would we do that? Why would anyone trade Alex Dabrinkit? It makes no sense. Literally, it makes no sense. And I understand on some level the... I guess, okay, I think when we first traded for Dabrinkit, a lot of people thought that he would immediately become the Sens' best forward. Like, he was immediately projected as their best forward. He was number one in our top 25 under 25. And the fact that Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk have both, like, taken a huge leap forward and become better than him, and also that Claude Giroux has been so good, I get that it makes him feel slightly less important, right? So there's sort of that element. But for one... We have all seen him play. We know that he's cursed. His his shooting percentage is way down from his career average. And he had one other season like this a few years ago where he just randomly like didn't score any goals and had a really low shooting percentage and nobody knew what it was, what was happening. And then the next year he was fine. So there is a history here. We know that he's going to bounce back. But also, I'm sorry, guys, you have to be realistic looking at the Sens top six because it's not as like established as you think it is first of all Claude Giroux only has a few more years left of being this good he's gonna decline eventually so at some point they're gonna need to replace him and you want to have more top six forwards if you already know that there's like a hole that's gonna show up in the lineup you know and also I really hate to say this guys I I hate to bring this up you know I don't really like talking about this but we still do not know what's going to happen with Drake Batherson. We don't know the names of the eight players who were involved in the Hockey Canada thing and what's going to happen to those players, right? Like, that's a big question mark. And, you know, hopefully the Sens have a better idea than we do. But you can't just say, let's get rid of this one top six forward and we still don't know what's going to happen with that other one. So anyways, I, in conclusion... I think it's really dumb to start talking about trading Alex Dabrinkit. Also, the Sens literally can't afford him. You know who they can't afford? Shane Pinto. Um, <laughs> that's the discourse we should be having. They can afford him unless they can afford Alex Dabrinkit unless you are projecting for Shane Pinto to make like five million average annual value starting next year. And if he truly does deserve that and they need to give him that, I think that they're way better off trading Shane Pinto, getting like a king's ransom from him than trying to trade Alex Dabrinkit and then internally replace Alex Dabrinkit, you know? I fully agree. The other thing I will say about Alex Dabrinkit is it's like, yeah, he's had like an off year. Like he's not been able to like score as much as we thought he would. I'd like to see Alex Dabrinkit with a coach other than DJ Smith. Like I wonder what would happen because I have a theory that like he'd be really, really good. <laughs> like I feel like people are ignoring the fact that like DJ Smith is the coach. Like remember when he was having like like he didn't he doesn't know how to use good players I think I think he got too accustomed to having like literally no good players except for like Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat so his tactic first of all his tactic for Thomas Shabbat is just I have one good defenseman I will play him forever um and he forgot that now he has more than one good defenseman so he's still kind of doing that and now Thomas Shabbat is injured injured but still playing yeah, let's talk about that also. Like, oh my god, that's so stupid. Anyway, everything about this team is just very frustrating to me right now. Like, it's so sad because the vibes have, like, so deteriorated since the last episode. The last episode, we were so happy. Now everything sucks. I know. And you're right about DJ Smith. I, like, oh, I'm so, I have such complicated feelings about the coaching situation because mostly I'm just terrified of whoever is going to replace DJ Smith. Like, I feel like we could get a lot worse than this. And I'm rooting for DJ Smith. But at a certain point, you have to realize it's not working. And yeah, especially with Thomas Shabbat. Like, he, he just needs a change. He needs a change of scenery internally, right? Like he needs a little break. He needs to relearn how to play in this new, you know, group of defensemen on the Sens, this new situation. And he needs a new coach to remind him to play differently than the way that he has been playing when he is trying to carry the whole team on his back, you know? Yeah, like the change of scenery he needs is like he needs to like see what it looks like 
from like the bench briefly like he needs to like know what it like what the bench is like because he's never effing on there he's always on the ice guys he plays I know he doesn't play 60 minutes a game but like why whenever I look up from Twitter is he on the ice like especially now because he's injured and it's like the other thing is like I don't pay attention to other teams so I don't know if that's a thing isn't it kind of crazy to be like yeah Thomas Shabbat is playing injured like okay First of all, like, why? Second of all, like, why did you tell us that? Like, what? This is weird to me. Yeah, and DJ Smith has said a few times that players are playing injured. I think he said that about Kachuk, too. And it just, it makes no sense. And it makes me so mad (laughs) that, yeah, that they're admitting it, that they're just letting him play injured. It pisses me off so much. And guys, the... Me being like a a Shabbat defender and never saying anything mean about Shabbat, it was like kind of a bit for a little bit, but it's not a bit anymore. Like this is genuine. I genuinely love Thomas Shabbat and I genuinely get so upset when people are mean to him online. And literally it's gotten to the point where like (laughs) during the road trip, whenever the Suns would get scored on, the first thing I think of is I start looking, I look at the replay and I'm like, was Thomas Shabbat on the ice because I just hope that he's not on the ice so that people can't blame him for that. And when he got injured and he missed a game, I was like, a part of me was like, please do not let the Sens suddenly become good now that Shabbat is injured because people are going to be so annoying about it online. Guys, he's not that bad. And also he just, he can't be bad. He can't. I I am not going to become Victoria fake hockey team. He will not be my Joel Farabee. This cannot happen. <laughs> he won't be. He, he's not Joel Farabee. He's actually good, guys. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing that's so frustrating is it's like Thomas Shabbat is actually good. And sadly, I like someone I know who like doesn't really watch hockey, like started watching the Sens a little bit recently. And they were like, oh, like Thomas Shabbat, like you said he was good. Like, because he's been a little bit not good and I was like shut the fuck up like what he literally is good it's just like he's so tired like I'd love to see a rested Thomas Shabbat you know what I mean like what could he do exactly and look here's my theory and I'm sorry if this is a really bad analogy but I have to make a comparison to the only sport I have ever been good at guys I was really good at this sport I in case you were not aware used to be great at horseback riding. I I am a horse girl. And I remember that it was always a thing where like sometimes when you are working with a really difficult horse that has a lot of bad habits and it's just it's a difficult situation for you as a rider, you end up picking up a lot of bad habits yourself, right? You cheat in certain ways, your you know hand position is suddenly bad or yeah, you're just like your leg is not in the right place or you're trying to anticipate the horse's like little ticks and everything and you get good at riding in that way because you are used to the horse being bad and you know being in this situation that's kind of difficult and then as soon as you switch make the switch to working with a horse that's much better trained and just like better in general no not better not better in general but like has fewer bad habits it's an adjustment period where you have learned to ride in this different way because you were always working with a really difficult horse. And (laughs) this, again, this might be a bad analogy, but I think that it's like that with Thomas Chabot, where he is so used to having to work with like really bad defense partners and play 27 minutes a night and try to conserve his energy in certain ways. And he's picked up all of these bad habits and he just now he's in a completely different situation and these bad habits are more obvious now that he's not playing with Nikita Zaitsev. And he just needs a little bit of time and a little bit of coaching to relearn how to play defense in this better situation that is going to be so much better for him, but it won't be immediate. And he also needs to be healthy. I think that's an excellent like analogy. I, whoa, I didn't know that about horseback riding. We are now a two-sport podcast. This That was a really good analogy. That made a lot of sense. And I fully agree. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So moral of the story is lay off Thomas Shabbat. Nikita Zaitsev is a poorly behaved horse. Okay. So (laughs) that's that's the conclusion. (laughs) Let's not take this metaphor too far or anything. But yeah. Yeah. um, Sort of that. And I believe That's the conclusion that we want you to draw. Yeah. We both believe in Thomas Shabbat. So if you don't believe in Thomas Shabbat... 
like, like stop listening. I was about to say hang up. This is not a phone call. <laughs> We're just talking at you guys. But don't listen to this podcast. Um, and I guess, no, still do, but just be nice on Twitter. Exactly. And also, I just want to say, guys, I remember Thomas Shabbat's first full season in the NHL. And this is, this is going to be a very vulnerable moment for me. I'm admitting something that I'm not proud of. I used to be a little bit of a Shabbat hater because the thing is that when Shabbat first came into the NHL, everyone was saying, oh my God, Thomas Shabbat better than Eric Carlson. We don't need Carlson anymore. Trade Carlson. Literally the GM and the owner were saying, it's fine that we traded Carlson because we have Shabbat now. He can take over. And listen, the fans agreed with this. You you think, you look back and you're like, that was so dumb of the organization. But the fans were like, hell yeah, Shabbat is better than Carlson now. He's the number one defenseman of the future. And then look how that worked out. He couldn't handle the like situation that Carlson was in as well as Carlson did. And now look what's happening. We've come full circle because now Jake Sanderson has shown up and everyone is like, get rid of Carlson because Sanderson is here and he can be our number one defenseman. Guys, I've seen this movie before. I've seen this happen. We are not going down that road again. Do not even think about imposing that kind of burden on Jake Sanderson. He is great as our second pairing defenseman. Maybe eventually he'll get more ice time than Shabbat. He'll be technically the first pairing defenseman, but you need Shabbat there too. You need, we need Shabbat. Don't think that he's like useless just because we have Sanderson now. I fully agree. And since you talked about uh, something, like you talked about horseback riding as an analogy, I will talk about the thing I know about. Guys, this is like a Taylor Swift song. It's called Nothing New featuring Phoebe Bridgers. It's about the fear of getting replaced by someone who is, oh my God. Who is, who is younger, I'm who is younger to than you and will take your place. Playlist. Perfect. So you right now, what you're all trying to do is nothing new Thomas Shabbat with Jake Sanderson, just as you nothing nude Eric Carlson with Thomas Shabbat. Stop it. Listen to the bridge of that song and you will understand why it's wrong. It's called Nothing New by Taylor Swift featuring Phoebe Bridgers. It's on Red Taylor's version. Okay, guys? It's very important. It's a good song. So anyways. I don't don't know how to segue out of this. So anyways, now that we've done our little rant about the things people are saying on Sense Twitter, if you're listening to this and you're not on Sense Twitter, you are lucky. And I'm sorry that we have ranted about how terrible people are on there. Um, This is a Sims Twitter call out. Anyways, it's time to move on to our recurring segment. This is the second time we've done this segment, but it's our little segment called What Did Brady Kachuk Do This Time? And we were actually saying before recording the podcast, Brady had a bit of a quiet week by his standards. He He was on his best behavior, but of course, because it's Brady Kachuk, best behavior is definitely relative because he did do some funny things. Yeah, one of the things, so... I guess the first thing we'll talk about, this is not something that he would have done. And I think he did this over the All-Star break, but the like mm-hmm. Sens released a video of him going croc shopping in uh, Florida, which was the most excellent video I've ever seen. Um, what were your thoughts on the croc shopping video? I thought it was incredible. My favorite thing, and I don't think it was my favorite thing about the video, but one thing that really stood out to me as funny is that the Sens framed this video as like, we're going to take... Brady Kachuk to the Croc store and get him to explain his, and I quote, thought process, even though as we have already established on this podcast, Brady Kachuk does not have a thought process. And it was very evident in that video. Yeah, the yeah, that's so true. Like, I don't know. Imagine like, that's the one thing he like thinks through, though. Like, he's just kind of like off the cuff every other aspect of his life that he like, takes crock dropping very seriously. The answer is he doesn't like he does not think about it. But they also got him to like, pick out crocs for some of his teammates. And the best part is that he was like, uh, Tim Stutzel would only want Dior. And then he put the little like charms on the croc to spell out Dior. And that's the best part of the video. Go watch the video. It's very excellent. Actually, the best part is right before them when they ask him to pick out a croc, uh, a pair of crocs for Timmy. And he's like, oh, oh, Timmy, Timmy's too good for this. <laughs> like just kind of scoffing at it. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah. So that's like 
that was my like Brady Kachuk highlight of the week. He also, you mentioned this before we recorded, before we started recording, he tried to fight the Chicago goalie, um, which is hilarious. Why did he do that? Literally, it was such a like random but hilarious thing. Yeah, like it was like, yeah, the end of the game, the Sens were losing terribly and he just tries to fight the goalie and that ref that was holding him back, like I, that you must have to be really, really strong to be a ref in the NHL. Like, he was doing a good job of, of like, keeping Brady away from this goaltender. Yeah, strong physically and also, like, strong mentally. Because, like, in that position, I'm like, well, I would like to see it. Like, I would not do my job in that case. I would be like, go fight this goalie. This is excellent TV. Like, we gotta give the fans what they want. Exactly. I was pretty mad that Brady wasn't allowed to fight the goalie. Yeah. So sadly, there weren't a ton of like moments, like opportunities for him to be hilarious because his team is uh, awful. They all suck now. So it's very sad. But we did get like two good moments. I feel like it's easier for Brady Kachuk to be hilarious when like the Sens are doing well. That's the other reason he needs to be in the playoffs. It's like not even just for like what will his playoff hockey be, just like in a like in an objectively like good position you know what I mean like in the playoffs like that's a good place to be he'll probably be so hilarious like I'm actually so upset that the Sens blew this but next year guys hopefully they win the cup next year and you know little segue you know who believes in the Ottawa Senators this year or at least did about two weeks ago we don't know if it's changed a young prospect by the name of Oliver Bonk now, some of you who are Suns fans might remember a former Ottawa Senators player called Radic Bonk. Very cool name. There is a Suns Twitter parody account named after him. It's wonderful. Really fun player. And his son is eligible for the 2023 draft. Unfortunately, the Suns will not be able to draft him. But he currently plays for the London Knights. And they put out a video. They was It was a clip. I didn't see the full video. I don't know if they ever posted it, but there was a clip where one of the players was, I assume, like going around asking different members of the team who they think is going to win the cup. And it's just the most hilarious clip where he goes up to Oliver Bonk, again, son of a like Sens legend, and he goes, who do you think is going to win the cup? And then before Oliver Bonk can even respond, he goes, don't you dare say Ottawa, implying that this kid is like regularly going around saying that the Sens are going to win the cup. Like he's so Sens-pilled. He's he's so like apparently immersed in Sens Twitter culture that he's saying that the Sens are going to win the cup. And sure enough, he's like, yeah, if the Sens make the playoffs, the Senators are going to win the cup this year. So shout out to Oliver Bonk. He rocks. He is awesome. Also, again, I don't pay a ton of attention to other teams, so I don't know if this is like a pervasive idea. But why is it that like that's everyone's take? Like that was my take. It's like if the Sens can make the playoffs, they will win the cup. There's a very real possibility that they're out of it by like however many points. And it's like then maybe we like there may be a lottery team and like maybe they win the cup. Like, that's, like, my take. Like, there's no in-between. So I guess this year it's not so awesome for them. But, yeah, like, I just can't fathom them making the playoffs and then not winning the Cup. Like, that doesn't sound like... It, it just makes no sense in my head. Like, they gotta win the Cup if they make the playoffs. I just don't see them losing. I get that. But also, having seen the way the Sens play, the moment things start going well for them and the playoffs become within reach... <laughs> I could see it happening where they're like ahead, you know, they win three games and they're like, oh my God, we're cruising through the playoffs. Everything is great. And then suddenly they just like lose four in a row. Like they could get reverse swept. I feel like they they would either reverse sweep someone or they would get reverse swept. Oh, I could yeah. also see them just making the playoffs and then just getting like properly swept. Like just just being like, we forgot how to play hockey now. They, they get nervous. <laughs> That's so true. The other thing is, it's like, I don't know if this is just me. I feel like it might be. Sometimes I forget that, like, the Sens are, like, in the NHL. Like, I don't know. Like, what I mean by that is, like, I forget that they, like, are allowed to make the playoffs. Like, I forget that that's, like, a thing that could happen eventually. It's like, I just, like, I think because we joke about it so much, it's like, the Sens are going to win the cup. It's not a joke. It's real. But, like, Mm -hmm. 
I forget that like that could actually happen. Like I forget that they're in the league with everyone else. I don't know. That's just like about me. But yeah, shout out to Oliver Bonk who has elite sense brain and <laughs> believes in the sense. I guess yeah, we don't know. We might need an update. You might be like, no, it's not gonna happen anymore. Anyways, with all of that out of the way, we have to talk about a much requested segment on this podcast. Um, it's now a little bit outdated because it was a little while ago, but guys, the official 2023 Ottawa Senators hotness ranking is out. Literally, it's a national holiday. It's everyone should have had like the week off school and work. Like this is the most important day of the year is when the Ottawa Senators hotness is revealed. Um, the results were shocking. Well, no, parts of them I was actually like shocked. I was like, I can't believe what you people think like I can't believe these are the thoughts of Sun's Twitter but I think we should just run through the highlights Mm -hmm. and for context for anyone who who was like maybe you saw the thread and you were like what is this um the context is that about a year ago there was a TikTok going around where some like sports media company went to the CTC and asked a bunch of Sun's fans who the hottest players on the team are and a bunch of people in the video were really really into it like very into that exercise and then there was just like days and days of discourse on Sen's Twitter about who the hottest players are and specifically whether or not Thomas Shabbat is hot um, which I thought was ridiculous because like obviously he's hot and I was noticing there were a bunch of polls going out and stuff and I was just noticing I don't know it seemed to me and this ended up not being proven correct but it seemed to me that like most of the straight people on my timeline were saying that he wasn't hot and I was like, hmm, interesting. I want to know the demographics. And so I put out this whole Google form where I was like asking people their sexual orientation, whether or not they think Thomas Shabbat is hot and who they think are the top five hottest players. And it ended up, I thought it would get like 50 responses, maybe. And it ended up just blowing up. And so many people responded and it was so popular. People enjoyed it so much that I got so many requests to redo it this year. And I actually had intended for that to just be a one-time thing. I was like, this can't be a recurring thing. Sometimes you land on a joke so good that you're just like, nope, can't be repeated, one-time thing. But the roster changed so much and there were so many requests that I was like, I'm going to redo it. And this time, instead of asking about Thomas Shabbat, because we've determined that he's hot, I asked about Brady instead. Yeah. The other, oh wait, the other important, I think, element of context here is that when the Sens traded for Jacob Chikrin, they're like, for like, a few days there was like an incredible amount of people just talking about like how hot he was not even just sense fans like it's like no one knew what he looked like when he played in Arizona so then as soon as he got traded to like another team not even like a like no offense like not even a huge market like in Ottawa right it's like but it's like not it's a Canadian team sure but it's not like a Toronto or whatever but all of a sudden people were like oh my god he's so hot like oh my god like this is the hottest player I've ever seen so, like, that was another a- aspect of, like, people, I think, just also really wanted to, like, express in a Google form how hot they thought Jacob Chikrin is, um, which is very nice. For sure. And actually, that's hilarious to me because I'm so used to it kind of being the opposite with the sense where, like, and not even, not, like, in terms of sense players being considered hot, but, like, how many times have we seen a player leave Ottawa and suddenly everyone is like, oh, my God, he's actually good. Everybody discovers him. When Mark Stone left, people were like, Wow, Mark Stone yeah. loves to make funny faces on the ice. Like, guys, this has been a sense Twitter meme for years. What are you talking about? Finally, a player is considered hot after they, like, come to Ottawa. So, nice. Love to see it. Anyway, what was your... I guess we should run through the question. So, the main question was, is Brady Kachuk hot? The answer... Do you want to do the big reveal? The answer is No. Um, which, you know, the final answer wasn't that shocking to me, but I was expecting a little bit more enthusiasm, a little bit more discourse, because I, I just think that this is such a complicated question. And my answer to this question has changed over time. Now I do think he's hot, but probably just because I watch him play so much hockey. And now I just, I don't know, just something happens where when you watch so much sense hockey, you start going, oh my God, Brady Kachuk? kind of nice with it (laughs) yeah it's like you get so 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like you get so sense pilled that you're like, and Brady Kachuk is hot. Like you just like go on a run of like insane things that you think. So it's like the sense are making the playoffs, and also Brady Kachuk is hot, and it's like, sure, like why not? You know? Yeah, and like you know, it wasn't unanimous. It was about like I think overall, yeah, it was seventy percent of people said that he's not hot. Uh, I was still expecting it to be like a little bit more controversial than that. And I also asked people for their comments. And I was actually surprised. I thought there would be a lot of like, you know, disagreement in the comments. But instead, it was almost unanimous with people being like, Brady Kachuk is not hot. However, I still would. Like, I would smash. (laughs) Yeah, it's very much. I think people mention this in the thing, too. It's very much a like, I let him hit it because he's goofy type situation. Um, Which... It's nice. Like, that's, like, the brand that he's cultivated. Like, I think if Brady Kachuk saw this, he'd be like, yeah. Or maybe he wouldn't. Whatever. I'm going to assume he'd be like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and interesting, when you when I did, like, the, the d- breakdown by demographic, the demographic that came the closest to saying, yes, Brady Kachuk is hot, it was almost 50%, is gay men and then the second the demo the second demographic like the the one that had the second most yes votes basically was bisexuals so basically brady if you ever want to switch teams there are options there i did get one comment from a gay man who said that probably the reason that so many gay men voted yes is because of his dump truck ass so just interesting interesting research i've done here this is literally, this is like the forefront of hockey analytics. Like, when will these graphics be up during like a broadcast? Oh my god, wait, that was, okay. <laughs> Jumping ahead, but oh my god, when Jacob Chikrin was on After Hours um, on like Hockey Night in Canada, and they were asking for questions, and a bunch of people, including you, literally said, like, yeah. commented, could you please ask him about the hotness ranking? I was terrified. Like, I stayed up for after hours. My heart was pounding. I was like, oh my god, are they gonna ask him about this? Like, they were showing up, like, you know, like, tweets that I recognized from my friends, and I was going, oh my god, they're gonna ask the question, they're gonna ask the question, and then they didn't. But that was a terrifying few moments, few minutes for me. Which, okay, not to, like, okay, this is not to, like, brag about clout or whatever, but I had the most liked comment in that, like, thread, like, of, like, ask questions for after hours. I said, can you ask Jacob Chikorin how he feels about, oh, spoilers, can you ask Jacob Chikorin how he feels about being voted the hottest Ottawa senator? He was voted hottest. Sorry, guys, that's a spoiler for the poll that we're going to talk about some more. But I had the most likes on my tweet. I So I was like, surely they have to ask. And I, I even unlocked my account the whole time because I was like, I don't want like, I don't want like my fear of getting doxxed to like preclude me from being included, like from like being here, like being included in the after hours thing. So I was like, okay, I will remain unlocked for a full like 24 hours and just like hope that they will ask my question. And they didn't. And I actually like, I'm upset about it because I wonder what he would have said. He probably would have been like, uh, okay. Like, I don't know. Something off awesome, My fear maybe. was, I was so worried that they were going to ask that question and he was going to spawn like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, that was, that was my worst nightmare. <laughs> but you know what? Why is he, like, so active on Twitter? Like, he and his mom are both, like, quite active. And his dad, I think, are, like, all pretty active on Twitter. So literally before I tweeted that, like, before I was like, how does Jacob, how do you feel about, like, being voted hottest? I, like, blocked all of them. Like, I blocked him and I blocked both his parents. Yeah. So anyways, um, I guess that brings it to brings us to the actual ranking. I yeah, it was a lot more even this year. Jacob Chikrin did win and by like a pretty significant margin. But last season, it was like Shane Pinto and nobody else. Like, especially if you counted the first place votes. Oh, my God. Shane Pinto had like all the first place votes. And it was just like very, very clear, almost unanimous. And this time there was there was a little bit more controversy. Yeah. So hold on. I have it pulled up here. So yeah, Jacob Chicken first and then Shane Pinto second, which he also had a gross mustache at this time. So I wonder, I think like you had mentioned in the like in the thread, a lot of people were like, if he shaves the mustache, he's higher. And then he did. This is the crazy thing. This is another thing where I was like, oh no, the players, the players are watching this because people always talk about on Twitter, like, oh, all these players have burners. They're, they're hearing what you say. And like, also 
I have stalked many players' parents on social media, and the parents are definitely seeing what we tweet about them. And also, last year, that with that first hotness ranking, I remember that Victor Mete conveniently posted an Instagram story right after the hotness ranking was posted, where he just posted a picture of Tyler Ennis, and he was like, this is the hottest player on the Sens. So it just, it made me feel like probably the players are aware of this. And I thought... You know, I have to accept it. I don't want them to see this, but they probably will. And anyways, when I put out the poll I and was asking for, you know, people to fill out the, the poll. By the way, I got over 900 responses. Like, it was a lot of people. One of the things that came up really early on was I noticed that Shane Pinto had just, like, dropped so far in the rankings and that people kept commenting on his mustache. And so I put out a tweet saying, you know, early results suggest that Shane Pinto should probably shave his mustache, ha ha ha. And then he immediately shaves his mustache. Which, like, I, because, like, hockey players typically, I feel like, are so superstitious. And it's like, the Sens were on a winning streak at this point. So it's like, it would have taken a lot for him to shave the mustache, I think. And I think this may have been, like, it. Like, I, I actually believe that. Because why else would he do it? You know what I mean? I know, like, clearly he realized that he was going to lose the hotness ranking, and he shaved his mustache in, like, a last-ditch effort to improve his his ranking, but unfortunately, he did shave it after the poll had closed, so nothing he can do about that. Yeah, and then the sun started sucking, so thanks a lot, Shane Pinto. Vanity is just not good for on your hockey team. I know. Uh, so yeah, he came second, though, which, respectable, I think, like... It must be sad to, like, come first one year and then second the next, but, like, still still a good place to be. Yeah, and then third place was Metzger Joseph, who was, is starting to close the gap. Like, he was, he got a lot of votes, uh, which I am happy about. I agree with that. And then also, Tim Stutzla is, like, rising in the rankings. I feel like every year we're going to see him go up in the rankings as he stops being, like, the baby of the team and people start respecting him as an attractive player. Josh Norris, unfortunately, fell quite far. I think it's just because he's injured and people aren't seeing his face every day. And Claude Giroux had a strong debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people were surprised at, like, Claude Giroux being that high. I, like, you guys, like, come on. <laughs> like, if you're surprised at that, like, open your eyes. Personally, I disagree, but I'm not surprised because I see the way people talk about him. Yeah. It, like, that's my thing is even if you, like, don't agree, it's, like, to be surprised at that is to just like not be aware of like the like uh, what people are saying about him because like oh why am I getting like flustered I'm like I don't like I like don't want to say it but people are like he very much is like in like dilf category like you know what I mean yes and that was one of the trends that I took note of in this thread when I was sharing the results is that use of the word dilf in the comments skyrocketed from last year because people were calling him a DILF. They were calling Cam Talbot a DILF, Derek, uh, Derek Broussard as well. Like the Sens apparently have, have really like have brought in a lot of DILFs according to hockey Twitter. <laughs> Which like, yeah, that's like the, like the thing of like Pierre Dorian being like, we brought in Claude Giroux for like strong veteran presence. It's like, that's just coded word. <laughs> like that's coded language. <laughs> that's we what he meant. DILF on the team. Yeah. He was like, we got no adults here. (laughs) Okay, but also, while we're talking about the way, the controversies about, oh, Shane Pinto maybe should have been higher because he shaved his mustache and stuff, there was another big controversy a few days after the results went up. Because, again, like I said, a lot of people voted for Jacob Chikrin. They were very, very horny. And if you didn't see the thread, I'm going to read out some of the specific things that people said about Jacob Chikrin. Somebody said, I watch more Jacob Chikrin interviews than porn now. Holy fuck. Someone said that he is super villain hot and that they would let him rip them apart. He's an absolute man missile. Someone just had like a bunch of words that were just like starred. So it was like they were censored. So I I don't know what this person wanted Jacob Chikrin to do to them, but I can imagine. Somebody called him a meat mountain and said that his rugged hands take the cake. Um, They called him hottest senator of all time, uh, invited him to spend time at their house. 
one person just wrote, and this was a straight man for the record, wrote, Chikrin smash like Hulk, me like. So this is like specifically the way that people are talking about Jacob Chikrin. They are extremely horny for him. They they like that he is very big and muscular and strong. So tell me why. A few days later, people were telling me that they wanted me to rescind his title of hottest senator because now that they found out that he eats raw meat, they don't they don't find him hot anymore. What about this makes him less hot if this is how you are finding him hot? My thing is like if you are calling Jacob Chikrin a meat mountain and then are surprised when he eats raw beef heart, like sorry, wrong type of meat mountain? Like what did you want from him? There were several comments after that came out about um, Chikrin enjoying raw meat and, and other types of raw meat that they wish he would enjoy. Um, yeah, there were, there were a lot of people did find that this made him more attractive. I can understand now that I think about it, like maybe if you feel like this is maybe his reason for eating raw meat all the time is like a Jordan Peterson kind of thing. Like he's into some kind of like manosphere, like YouTube stuff i don't know maybe i can see how that would be unattractive that would make him unattractive but still still i think you guys need to reconsider this chikrin is less hot now that he eats raw beef heart stance yeah also okay the thing i will say is that he also eats raw liver which like don't eat raw liver oh maybe we'll do a disclaimer guys don't eat raw meat (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we should have also clarified this. Um, I hope that Jacob Chikorin has an actual dietitian involved in this and whatever. I hope that there is some way to do this safely. But as a general rule, do not try this at home. Don't look at Jacob Chikorin and his how he looks and say, I want to eat raw meat because I want to look like that. Um, you can actually get very, very sick from that. Yeah, we are now also food safety podcast. Um, please consult a doctor if you like I don't know just in general consult someone if you're like I really want to eat like raw beef heart and raw liver like maybe just like ask anyone like hey should I do not, that not anyone not some random like, person on take the internet ask a dietitian yeah. please yeah ask like any professional like ask like a dietitian ask like a doctor probably a butcher will also tell you no but just in <laughs> case maybe don't ask them just cuz like they might have ulterior motives or something <laughs> So anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, then we moved on, we move on to like the specific demographic breakdown of who finds which players hot, which I always find super interesting. I did get some comments saying that maybe I should have also just divided like men, women and non-binary people to see that. But I don't know. I feel like going into like the straight men, straight women and all. Like I I went specific enough. I feel like you can get a general idea of who women find attractive versus men, etc. Um one trend that I did notice that I didn't point out in the thread is that I find that a lot of straight men tended to like only put the really well-known players, the really good players on their ranking whereas when it came to women or like straight women and gay people in general, there was a lot more like, ooh, this fourth liner is really hot. Yeah, I feel like maybe like, I don't know. I feel like women might also just like appreciate like, like an underground like answer. You know what I mean? It's like they like, because it's like, for example, like, I don't, yeah, just like third pairing guy. Like, I'm just talking about Eric Grandstrom. Like, But like, yeah, like there's more to be said because it's like, I think, I think men are too like influenced by like the fame of it. But like women will see you for like past like how good you are at hockey. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. I don't know if that's real. (laughs) Or maybe men just can't name players beyond the stars. Yeah, maybe you're maybe men are fake fans. Prove you're a real fan by saying that you think the hottest player is Parker Kelly. Exactly. So yeah, and so yeah, that was just like my my observation about the the straight male vote, which very heavily favored Chikrin and Pinto as well, despite the mustache. Um, straight women last year 
much higher on Josh Norris than anyone else. And I think that was still kind of the case. Um, but he did also fall in the rankings, unfortunately. Uh, poor Josh. But Josh, I think, tends to just appeal to the female gaze in general. That's my observation and my theory. Yeah. You know what? He is also poised for an amazing comeback next year. Yeah, but also, but we also have to consider that that hairline is going pretty quickly. And so he only has a few more years left, I think, of being really high in these rankings. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. Like, I agree, but it's like, oh my God. It almost seems like a taboo subject to talk about Josh Norris's hairline. Like, it seems like we shouldn't be allowed to discuss it. <laughs> oh no. Okay, Josh Norris, if you're listening, Google Rogaine, okay? I think but it'll also, help you a lot in these coming years. But also, you know what? Maybe that was mean of me because plenty of men remain attractive after losing their hair it's fine i think i believe in josh norris i think that he can remain attractive he can find a way to make it work i i believe in this men don't feel that embarrassed about hair loss yeah no like it's fine like don't no guys don't worry about it i think anyone is i think you can be beautiful with or without hair love yourself I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Josh Norris is like an interesting case because I feel like there's a lot of disagreement. I considered maybe if I do another like pick out one player and ask if he's hot or not, I might it might be Josh Norris next year because I feel like there's a lot of disagreement. And even me, some pictures I see of Josh Norris, I'm like, he's literally so cute. He's like, yeah, the the like cutest player on the team. Definitely people find him attractive. And then other times I'll see a picture of him and I'm like, no, he looks terrible here. Like, I don't know. It's just there's so much variance between the pictures that I see of him. Yeah, I honestly like, I just love his vibe. Like, I I can't tell if he's like, if he like looks like nice, like if he's like a good looking dude. But it's like some of the stuff he does. I'm just like, I'm obsessed with him. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. It's just like he can coast on personality alone and that's why his hairline doesn't matter. Very true. Anyways, yeah. Gay men also had Chikrin first by a long shot. Tim Stutzler was actually second here. So again, uh, Tim Stutzler rising up these rankings year after year. And of course, of course, the one demographic that I'm always most interested in, for some reason, I always want to know who the lesbian community votes as the hottest Suns player, and for the second year in a row, it is Mathieu Joseph. Which, like, objectively, they're right. Like, <laughs> literally, most. Like, that's ranking. my take. Sorry, Only ranking <laughs> that's why about. we trust them the most. Yeah, and even like it's it's just true. I mean, okay, I don't I don't agree with the player who plays second, which is Claude Jihu, but like I respect it. And also, only community that ranked Josh Norris ahead of Jacob Chikrin. He was third. Josh Norris, very popular among lesbians. Like, Josh Norris, you will never need a resume because you play professional hockey, but add that to your resume if you ever have to make one. Josh Norris, very popular among lesbians. Same with that's a that. great addition. I yeah. Mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do with this feedback. I don't know what, what value it has to them, but just know, Master Joseph, Josh Norris, lesbians find you hot. And in fact... So do bisexuals. This is like such important research. Like, let's just take a moment. Like, this is like, it's just so valuable. And like, I really feel that like in the future, you know how like people like, okay, you know how like whenever you're like, I like this player, someone will own you by posting like a JFresh chart. Like, I'm going to start doing that with like this. Like someone's <laughs> like, I don't like Josh Norris. And I go, oh yeah. And I just post like the like, chart of lesbians finding him hot. That's the new move. The new move is instead of posting JFresh charts, the guys just post this data to own people. Like it's more important. I'm so glad to have had that impact. And you know what I find beautiful is that yeah, the rankings from lesbians and bisexuals were quite similar. So you know all this discourse about divide about the divide between lesbians and bisexuals not true. The community is as united as ever in support of Metro Joseph specifically and Kojiku and okay actually Josh Norris didn't really rank that high with bisexuals but in in my head and my heart he did 
<laughs> also, unfortunately, uh, Thomas Shabbat did fall in the ranking for pretty much everyone, which maybe is just a result of him not being the focus of this year's poll. I was still pretty, pretty honestly shocked uh, to see after the hashtag bisexuals for Thomas Shabbat movement took off so beautifully last year. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I guess that just like I I really feel like it's because wait, I actually don't know why. Like what happened? He's the same guy. Maybe because I know. like he was on my ballot, not my fault. Yeah, not my fault the community like, turned guys, on him. Once again, once again he's getting nothing nude by Jacob Chikrin this time. Like he got replaced by a new pretty thing. I know, yeah, and and you're just like turning on on Thomas Shabbat. Some people did put in there. There were a few people who put like all French Canadians on their ballots, and were like, "Oh, it's the French Canadian je ne sais quoi." Which, um, on in the context of this specific team, I respect that. Uh, they do have some pretty hot French Canadians. If that is your general philosophy, you you generally find French Canadian men hotter. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh my god. Um, I don't think I can comment because I'm not French Canadian, so I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna stay silent. <laughs> um, exactly. And anyways, the final um ranking was the asexual community did determine that Koji Hu is the hottest sense player. So three different players won the rankings for different demographics, which I think is so beautiful. Yeah, and that is very nice. Like, it's very much like if you are not hot to like a certain community like probably another community will find you hot so like there you go it's like there's someone out there for you if you are a sense player in a hotness ranking and we are classifying people based on sexuality i mean i'm not really sure what it means if you find out that lesbians find you really hot i'm not sure what you can do with that but it's still a confidence booster you know yeah i agree so the moral of the story is that Hmm. I can't think of one. Just that. Uh, no, it's one of those ones where it's like it's an open-ended story. So like you guys tell us the moral of the hotness ranking. The moral is that everybody loves the Sims and finds them all hot. Um, because remember, and see, yeah, when people talk about this being a little bit mean, I want to remind people that I only ask people for their top five. And every single player that I put on the ballot got votes. So if you were ranked at all, just know that somebody out there thinks you're not just hot, but like a top five hottest player on the team. So I think it's all wholesome and fun. I agree. Also, yeah, it's like if you were saying like, who's the least hot? See, I think I'm a bad person because I like I can understand how that'd be hurtful, but I'm like, I'd like to see it. Like, who does that mean? Who's the <laughs> ugliest player on the sense? <laughs> oh, no. Somebody else can be that cool. I, I will not get involved. Yeah. Yeah, that one might be mean. <laughs> it would be so entertaining, though. But no, that's not happening. Unless someone, yeah, if someone else wants to do it, then fine. You're not affiliated, though, with the Beata's Hotness ranking. That's its own separate thing. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I did also get, I only got like a few comments, thankfully, not a lot. But of course, there was discourse online about like, yeah, oh, if people did this to women, to like female hockey players, then like, it would be so controversial. So why are we allowed to do that with men? And I avoided that because generally, I just don't engage with discourse in general or interact with anyone I don't follow. But I will respond to that here and say multiple things. First thing is that, as a disclaimer, I don't actually think that it's as clear cut as straight men are never allowed to do this about women and women are always allowed to do this about men. And, you know, there's just no nuance there. I don't think that. I think that, like, obviously, yeah, there are situations where, like, I think a lot of women, the way that they do talk about men is, like, sometimes sometimes crosses a line. And I think men are allowed to feel uncomfortable about that and all of that. But for one, as you can see, when I post the demographics of who responded to the poll, most of the people who responded to this were straight men. So you're not even talking about like straight women ranking men or whatever, right? But I do understand that like, oh, it was a woman who like did the poll, right? So maybe it looks bad because of that. But like it wasn't, it wasn't just women ranking men. The second thing is that obviously there is a very different context here. 
women are often like told by society that our value is tied to our appearance and when make when men make these comments or when anyone makes these comments about women there's this like implicit message of like and your value is tied to that right and even if it's not intentional it is kind of there and that societal context just isn't there with men so that's why i think that the situation should be treated differently um the third thing is I just find it so strange that so many straight men want so badly to talk about who the hottest women's hockey players are when those men, I I looked at their profiles, they are not posting anything else about women's hockey. Like, doesn't it say something that you don't want to talk about these women as athletes, but you want to talk about them in terms of their attractiveness? Whereas at least for us, we also appreciate these like men as hockey players and as athletes and as people right so I feel like you're kind of telling on yourself if you're like oh I desperately want to rank women by attractiveness and the final thing that I'm gonna say is that if you want to talk about how attractive women's hockey players are get on women's hockey twitter we're already doing this and not even everyone doing that is a woman. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I love to post those tweets about women's hockey players. So like, get on my level, come join. And if you don't know the line where it's okay to talk about women being attractive, then that's your problem. And you probably shouldn't be talking about women being attractive if you can't find the line with what's acceptable. So that's my little my little rant about this. I agree. On all fronts. Yeah, I think probably most people listening also agree. But uh, if you don't agree, then whatever. Rewind 30 seconds and listen to it again. I don't know. Like, that's just objectively correct opinions. Thank you. So with that, I think we are done with this episode. You can find us on Twitter at Elite Sense Brain or I am at CBRE. She's at Eric Burner. Please let us know any of your comments. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on a future episode, feel free to shoot us a question there. And yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Go Sens Go! Go Sens Go! Drop a Go Sens Go in the comments below. Don't forget. Bye! Bye.